You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm ready for business. Red, white, blue business, mother. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Hell yeah. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for gold. Isn't that a weird twist of irony? And DraftKings is a medal-worthy offer just for our listeners. That's right. Listen to this. Put up your Hulk Hogan ears and listen to this. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal, even a participation trophy. My God. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, bronze. Ah, participation, not part of it. Sorry. Uh, sorry, 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often. So sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in all the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. It's got plenty of instructions for new betters, uh, nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook. And I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Episode 65, Season 2 of Red Wings Rant, uh, brought to you by the Brothers of Discussion and the Hockey Podcast Network, where tirade and passion pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Obviously, uh, I, I hope the episode title gave it away. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Dennis Jalowski heading out. Uh, bye-bye, Dennis. Uh, we hardly knew you. The Grand Rapids Griffins are going to be... Oh, oh, and tonight. Oh, shoot. Are the hits coming too early? All right. Matt, we have some Red Wing business to get into. Tonight was the big Seattle Kraken expansion draft. Uh, except uh, everybody gave it away. Yeah. Um, except for one man, Steve Eiserman. There's a guy you can trust. Um, <laughs> and whoever is in his circle, right? He's got a good team. Yeah, Steve it's uh, Tony Soprano over there. Yeah, you yeah. say anything, you're dead. So I, I, I got to ask you, Mike, um, either the comparisons to The Sopranos, yes. uh, the comparisons to uh, Braveheart, um, and uh, oh my God, what the hell's Mel Gibson's character's name? Uh, help me out. In what? In Braveheart. Um, oh, uh, William Wallace. Yeah, yeah, William Wallace or Mike. Or my favorite, uh, the uh, the Daniel Craig comparison from James Bond, 
when uh, he was tortured, when the bottom of his chair was ripped out and a huge heavy bell was rung against his bells. Mike, uh, of those three, what what what's your what would you say is the best way to to look at Steve Eiserman and the way he held on to this information for the expansion draft uh, all the way up until the show started? I would say that he is most like the father in the movie signs played by Mel Gibson, because he's restored my faith in not only Red Wings, the future of them, but also met someone who, you know, can keep a secret. My God. Um, who knew that Mel Gibson's wife was dead? We didn't even know till like the last minute of that movie. Um, <laughs> This would be a, a good episode for us to be sponsored by M. Night Shyamalan's new movie. But uh. He also gives inspirational speeches, just like uh, Mel Gibson in that movie. Uh, Matt easily um, signs Mel Gibson is Iserman. Uh, so with that, Matt, now we know, because now the, the news is out, Dennis Chalowski, former Red Wing. Matt, <laughs> line change question here. Uh, your first yeah. Kraken swag. Uh, you're behind me. I already have a cool blue Kraken t-shirt. Matt, will you be buying a Dennis Chalowski um, authentic embroidered jersey for the Kraken? Well, um, I mean, we have a, a roster builder from Jay Fresh's uh, model that yes. uh, was put together. And uh, as far as we can tell, uh, Chalowski uh, didn't make the cut yet. So that could all change. Uh, he could have a great training camp and all that fun. Uh, yeah. But right now... <laughs> Uh, there's there's a few other defensemen who, who look uh, a little bit more ready, uh, and they're they're going to increase uh, projected points a little bit more than Chalowski will. So uh, yeah, well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna hold off on the Chalowski jersey. So Chalowski, Probably, yeah, listen, go ahead. Man, we we had it between him and Stetcher. I don't think Nemestikov was really. I think he was the he was the bronze medal. If we're gonna stick with the Olympic themes. Um, we thought that Stetcher was going to be the gold and Chalowski may be the silver former first round pick. He's got size, you know, a little offense on the blue line. Just haven't quite seen the defense on the blue line, but he's young. Do you think that Iserman and the boys uh, are celebrating what happened today? Based on, I guess, the, <clears throat> the up and down nature of Chalowski's shots on the roster, I, I'm going to say... Uh, we're going to play it gray here. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think they're celebrating. I don't think they're totally bummed right now. Uh, but this this kind of fell into the wheelhouse where they still have a ton of options. I mean, we can't forget that Svechnikov's still ready to go. Um, and, I, you know, for us, I mean, we were pretty huge fans of Troy Stetcher. Uh, we, we devoted a whole episode kind of like, how can we still keep Troy Stetcher? Because we were sure. We were sure that he was headed out. I mean, so there's there's so many different ways to look at this. There's sad that Chalowski's gone. There was a lot of, uh, well, there was some potential there. Uh, we saw that through day, you know, from day one when he showed up, what was the big issue? The defensive lapses. And what did he improve? He improved offensively. So, <laughs> um you could blame that on the Red Wings uh, development, uh, their whatever their strategy is, uh, whoever their staff is, um, and, and ultimately, I don't, I wouldn't even say that would be like what Steve Eiserman was looking at when he's checking names. You know, he's checking boxes. 
kind of thing. He's, he didn't just sit there and like break the pencil, <laughs> break the lead off the pencil while he's thinking about Chalowski and all the defensive lapses he's had uh, both in Grand Rapids and uh, in Detroit. I, I, I think uh, going back to our last episode, we talked about Lindstrom probably fitting in a little bit better with, with what else is out there. So if Chalowski plays great, does that mean he's taking Roenick's spot? Does that mean uh, Sider, uh, the offensive defenseman, is going to be losing a spot? Um, so I, I don't know. I think you go with a defensive defenseman right now, and uh, that's what you—that's what you got to keep. And um, again, I, I'm not going to be too bummed because uh, we still—we've still got Stetcher, and you've got a great—you've got a couple of great trade pieces now in those six defensemen with Nick Letty and Troy Stetcher. Once the uh, Trade deadline rolls around. It, it's almost, uh, you know, we talk all the time about all these draft picks. And um, even though we traded one away to get Nick Letty, of course, we think we're going to get one back. But, um, you know, now now you've got a couple of shots here of, of a couple of guys who uh, could be on everybody's radar come trade deadline time. Yes, that <laughs> does mean we already know we're going to be sellers for another year. And how exciting is that to talk about? But, hey. Got two guys in in the in the six defensemen that are going to get some ice time. They're going to be able to show off, and I mean, there's there's something there to the brand of Troy Stetcher. If everyone and their mother was thinking it was either Stetcher or Chalowski, so there's got to be something there. So if he could perform well, if he could do what he did last year, um, and you know, last year I thought was impressive because he was always dragging Mark Stahl up and down the ice and bouncing pucks off his teeth. If he can have another performance like that, there you go. You got another draft pick coming your way for what's supposed to be. You know what? I shouldn't even say supposed to be. You're going to have a normal hockey year coming up. So if some of these draft picks, like this second round pick that we traded to get Nick Letty, turn into a 2022 draft pick after we trade Nick Letty, um, that's a win, ladies and gents. Uh, Again, you get a a real opportunity to do some scouting uh, for next year's draft. So that's a, if that's what this whole thing was, if we get a guy, we get to build out the roster and here we go, Mike, I'm doing the motion and you get to punt. Boom. You get to punt that second round pick to next year, possibly maybe it'll be a third rounder, but if you get to punt that second round pick with the Nick Letty stuff, and now you've got Troy Stetcher to maybe build up another draft pick, um, possibly keep them. You could be a core piece. Uh, I, that's your silver lining. That's your win in all this because again, did we lose a guy that ate up a ton of minutes on the main roster? We did not. No, no, he did not. Um, I mean, I think you kind of said some of the, you know, uh, the faces that we're going to see next season. So Letty, DeKaiser, Stetcher, uh, Heronic, you got to think Cider. Um, Man, who's number six going to be? You didn't say six. No, Letty, DeKaiser, Stetcher, Heronic, um, Sider. That's five. Who's number six? Lindstrom. Is it going to be Gustav? Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you said, I'm, you know what? I'm staring at the list right now. So, yeah, Lindstrom, I think, will get a good shot. Well, last there. year, we didn't really have, you know, like a murderer's row of defenders. And, you know, Chalowski was having trouble cracking that lineup. And I, it's not, you know, he's, he's young, but, you know, it's, he had that kind of sexy start, right? Um God, what did, let me pull it up for you, Matt. Um, yeah, like seven goals, you know, in a in a shortened season for him in 2018 with the Wings, and then it mm-hmm. just kind of we know that you know plus minus antiquated, but um, 
you know, we knew that he wasn't really defending like we'd like him to. And it just seems like the points kind of regressed. The defense hasn't really improved and the offense hasn't, you know, stayed at what it was initially that first year. So, um, you know, maybe a change of scenery will get his career going. And I, I still don't think if he ends up panning out, you know, and he's, you know, maybe a top four, you know, defenseman, somebody playing consistent, consistently on the power play. I still don't think that that's a negative against Steve. I mean, yeah, I think we're okay with Stetcher. And I, I think we're okay with, you know, what Chalowski's likely ceiling is leaving the Red Wings. So I, I think yeah. we're going to be okay. We're, we're a pretty lucky team this week because we don't have to worry about messing up like the first pick, you know, come draft day in the first round. We don't have to worry about, well, the consensus is Owen Power. And then, you know, he goes back to school to finish out a year and then he's never the same, like something like that. We don't have to worry about. We also, uh, we didn't really have to worry today. Like we all, I, I think we all were okay with what was going to happen. Like uh, I, I, as a fan of Stetcher, uh, of course I wanted to keep him, but if I was told you're, you don't fall in love with Stetcher, uh, because he's probably going to be going. And you know what, Mike, I remember those exact words coming out of my mouth last year. Uh, same thing with Nemistikov, really. If we had that expectation, you know, I, I had to come in today with thinking he was going to be gone, but it, it's anybody that was exposed. And, uh, Chalowski just happened to be the one that was picked. And again, like you said, there's nothing, Steve did nothing wrong here uh, because the only other thing that probably would have happened is if he had picked Lindstrom, he'd probably be gone right now because it looked like when we watched uh, Seattle run through these picks that they're they're hoping to just keep punting too. Uh, they, they want a lot of future and I think they're hoping, you know, maybe they'll get something out of that top six on the forward side and they'll, they'll get into the playoffs. They've got a solid goaltender, I think, from Florida's Drager. Um, now, I think you... he's going to end up being the the face of that uh, <clears throat> face of that franchise, just like uh, Mark Andre Fleury took over uh, the Golden Knights. But you know, if you can set up a strategy uh, that that can keep uh, you know either hold on to the puck or limit those chances, uh, they've got a solid defensive core that could probably get that done. Um, and then, um, like I said, if that top six decides it wants to score, or maybe possess the puck the same way the golden Knights did. If they're going to go in a strategy in that sort of direction, then yeah, there's, there's a shot here, but ultimately I think most of this expansion draft has been about punting. Let's, let's build a team that'll be good moving forward. Um, Mike, I told you a short episode. We're at 15 minutes already. Uh, I've got two things here queued up. All right. Uh, actually, you know what? I wanted to ask you to, um, <laughs> does, does, uh, does Frank Saravelli, what he did today with pretty much leaking the entire expansion draft, who, who would you say, I, I mean, the loser here is ESPN because I think they lose a lot of viewers. Um, is, is Frank Cervelli really uh, like a, uh, a heel here? Is he a villain or is it really just the NHL and just horrible planning and just another stinker of an idea of having, <laughs> having Seattle turn in a list? Uh, maybe I'm, um, leading. The I gotta say, here, but... uh, I gotta say, you know, Frank kind of, um, you know, screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah. Um, it just, for me, it feels like even though the NHL has a spot where there could be some drama, um, they just kind of ruined it throughout the day. Um, I, I, I thought that we were going to get a big reveal here at 8 PM and not just 
Yeah, all the names that were already on Twitter, now they're on Facebook. <laughs> now we're going to come out, and every five minutes, some old fart from Seattle is going to say one of those names. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah that, it, it just felt more orchestrated. You know, it, uh, I don't know, it it took away kind of the, kind of the surprise and, you know, the, the big chat about it. Um, I don't know if they strategically did that for their fan base, you know, cause there's some pretty notable names that they said no to. Um, I don't know if you wanted to touch on that for a minute, but I'm looking at right. you, Tarasenko. I'm looking at you, Carey Price. Uh, but I think it kind of softens the blow if it's not, you know, 805, they drop the list and then people are going, Oh, why aren't they picking, you know, star A or star B, but instead they just kind of, you know, let it trickle out. Um, you know, maybe, maybe to the benefit of, you know, disappointing fans or something like that. I, I think we're surprised that they didn't take a couple of those names, but um, yeah, Tarasenko is the big name for me. Uh, yeah. I put it, I, I have the roster up now. Um, I mean, yeah, I, even, even pick up <laughs> like a pickup, like Jake Bean, I thought would have been more exciting than uh, Morgan geeky. Um yeah, Carey Price just kind of seemed like one of those things. Uh, you know, Montreal was almost daring Seattle, Seattle to do it. And this is this is where the the problem comes up in my head too, with with how this all played out. And I think you're right that there there is an element of we should probably leak this now because this whole night's going to be super boring and disappointed. Because I think this is there's no chaos here. There's no drama either way. There's there's a lot of things a lot of people predicted happened. And a thing like Carey Price moving is is not here. There isn't even something like bordering on exciting with like uh, like a JVR moving. Uh, and maybe some people would say, why would you take on a contract for a guy who's sniffing 30? Um, uh, or, uh, or Voracek from Philly as well. Like, why would you do that? And I, I just like that idea of like, let's, let's get some guys that, that actually put up some points. And a lot of this stuff is just kind of like, well, uh, these guys... Uh, you know, in the, in the bottom six here, they, they, they could do something later. Uh, they have time to develop. Uh, and, and really it, it, like I said before, the word punt, uh, it's, it's just not exciting to think about on expansion draft day. And, uh, now what we're also looking at uh, quick shout out to Jay fresh hockey. Of course, the last episode, I built a couple of Seattle rosters, uh, with who was available. And Mike, I put up 118 point season with one of the rosters. So, there was a lot of big did it names include, there. Did include Mark Giordano? I did. You know, 37 year old? Nope. I think I did not have Giordano because I needed to make room for all the other big pickups, uh, salary cap wise. I was right up to it. So you had the 81.5, I think it is, off the top of my head, and I was at 80.5. So they had a million dollars to spend in free agency. Talk about the fine wine himself. The guy's still doing pretty good. He's still productive. Uh, yeah, I, it's. Uh, I, I'm fine with that pick. And I think he's another guy who could sniff that, you know, who's going to be the face of the franchise kind of thing. Um, I, I know that's another fun conversation, but we're also a Red Wings podcast. So I, I just wanted to demonstrate that this, this 95 uh, points of project, uh, the projected points from Jay Fresh's uh, system. Of course this could be wrong, but I just, you know, if we're, we certainly didn't play the eyeball test because, like I mentioned, there there were the Voracek's and the JVRs you could have brought up where there's certainly issues with their play right now. But those would have been big names to bring over and some added points uh, to this to this team. So we didn't play the analytics game. We didn't play the eyeball game. 
we played a boring game. And I think that's that's probably the driving force and a lot of this stuff getting leaked. And probably Frank Saravelli not really getting in any trouble, which I saw some of that mentioned earlier today. Um, I think ultimately this just turned out to be less chaos, less drama than uh, a lot of us probably hope for. Mike, you and I are huge pro wrestling fans, so clearly we're used to this. Where you fantasy book, you know, the greatest WrestleMania of all time, and then uh, you know it just kind of comes and goes, and it, it's not always the greatest show of all time. And this is very similar. This feels very like okay, yeah, a lot of these guys moved, and they're on. You know, the athletics uh, most likely to move blog two months ago. <laughs> so it's just kind yeah. of like, um, great. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Yanni was, I think he's a great third line center. Um, I don't know how it's going to pan out with him, you know, leading the team as the number one center. <laughs> right. And uh, and certainly we don't look at Yanni Gordon and go, man, what a stinker. But you're talking about, you know, you're trying to compete in, in the NHL. And we, we as Red Wings fans, you're know talking what it about skill like. sets. You're talking yeah. about skill sets. Yeah. We, we know what it feels like to try and compare like a, t- a first line that's not ne- necessarily up to par to other first lines and how that turns out in the season standing. So <laughs> this, this roster is definitely going to be, let's hope Chris Drager, um, you know, posts a 950 safe have you, have you seen um because there's there's a lot of potential here i also feel like uh i'm looking at you giordano um uh, that they drafted a lot of uh guys who are going to be coaching um it, it kind of feels like uh you know kind of like in the 60s and 70s where you would have a guy coach and play that's what it feels like is going on with this team yeah that's is actually there a, a great point is um, there, with so many young guys and and then a guy like giordano uh like i the guess flurry, uh, the, probably the leading brothers. the way yeah the Flurry I mean, brothers. he's definitely I'm got. You. Know I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah, we know he's got leader in him, <laughs> coming from Calgary. So, I mean, again, um, there, <coughs> Can there's I ask those though? elements What's, in there, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Vegas, uh, their big money move. They they traded for Mark Stone, right? Uh, yeah, the next uh, that was that was yeah the next one off, year after. one off season later. Yeah, yeah. Um, one trade anything? deadline later. Yeah. Is there anything like that for Seattle, do you think? Like maybe that's why they're not necessarily like burning up all that cap space? Well, I did hear some some fun points made. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like the this, this defensive core um, isn't really anything that's blowing my socks off. It's it's solid and parts of it. Um, but I, I I did hear like how much fun would it be since they got to talk to all these free agents? I mean where's the possibility that they could still line something up with like a Dougie Hamilton. They just didn't want to waste the expansion draft pick on Dougie Hamilton by signing him when they had these exclusive conversations. And they're like, Hey, you know what? We're going to make room for you. We're going to give you the contract you want. So you'll still be, you'll be here next, you know, uh, when, when does free agency start? But I, I, that part is fun to me. Like that idea. Cause Right now, it has to be something like that because when I'm looking at this, I just go, "All right, it's fine," uh, but I don't get too excited. So I, I keep trying. Yeah, you know, we- as far as looking at the future of this team, like next season, I see at least one team the Red Wings are more talented than. <laughs> yeah, come on, uh, I mean, like if you pulled up our expected points, it's going to be in like the 60s. So we. <laughs> <laughs> We're still you, gonna you would say you're gonna say it right now. You would take the Seattle roster currently 
constructed no, over the Red Wings. I, I would not because I, first of all, tr trust in the Iser plan. I, I just don't see, you know, th this is this is a roster that's hoping that a lot of guys turn into something more than they have been. And with the Red Wings, you know what you get, and it's because it's fitting the strategy that we know has been going on. So expansion teams, it's good for Seattle to have a team to root for. Uh, but I, I'm I'm all in on waiting uh, for a Stanley Cup, waiting for Steve Eiserman to build me Tampa Bay Lightning 2.0. And I want – I oh, man, Mike, I want that first-round sweep to the Columbus Blue Jackets so goddamn bad uh, where we get knocked out and then we win two cups in a row. Oh, God, <laughs> I want that so bad. And it's, it's only seven years away. <laughs> so close. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the short answer. Um, Mike, I also had, um, I thought since this is it, right? Uh, we've got the, the draft coming up this Friday. Um, I'm going to pull yeah. it up here. Yeah, okay. and, yeah. I know. I, I, I You said it. Uh, I couldn't believe that we were ready to go. But we've got uh, mine and uh, Jesse, our blogger. Uh, we both put together our mock drafts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and pull this up. This is me, of course, always... Uh, Kind of pushing this and waiting as I pull them up. All right, here we go. Couple of mock drafts. Mike, I hope you can see those. Uh, my screen, when I'm always looking at uh, produced screen, uh, the production screen is always super tiny. Um, not, yeah, I mean, it's about a size 12 font. Oh, I'm going to blow it up to a 14 here. Um, <laughs> looks like Matt went with uh, Edmondson. Uh, yes. Defense. Which um, is, uh, I also I, had. I think we're on board with that, but uh, can I say the one I'm more excited about? And you can call it Pick 22, Matt. We've moved up, kind of. It uh, rhymes better. What to do with Pick 22? That was our episode, and then all of a sudden, everybody was like, "Oh, you're supposed to call it 23." Yeah, but only 21 guys are gonna get picked ahead of us. So, <laughs> Sebastian Cosa. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Woo! It ain't gonna yeah, happen, I... but maybe. I may have reset the mock draft uh, because it simulates everybody else's picks. Uh, I may have reset it 18 or 19 times so that that could line up that way. But who's who's to say? Who's to say? Who? You know, drafting a goal is a bad idea, everybody. <laughs> leave Kosa for us. Um, for every single it. one of these, uh, Wallstat was available. So there, there was that option. And uh, the first draft I ran... I kind of wish I had taken Wallstead because then I had uh, available to me at pick 23 was, uh, and this was only, this only happened once. It did not happen in another sim simulation, 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 uh, but Atu Ratu and uh, Fedor uh, Svechkov were available. Who we both discussed in past episodes, yeah. how silly it would have been for me to take uh, Mason McTavish and then follow it up with. Oh, I, I had it. I had it just wildly um, impossible that Atu would drop all the way to one of our second round picks. Oh, yeah. No, Not going to happen. You'd have to snag him at 22 uh, or just say goodbye. Um, I, I did want to throw in a couple of, like, um, Jesse gave me some shit for this. But as you go deeper into this draft, Mike, I don't recognize a single goddamn name. Uh, but I was still having fun with it. Uh, but I, I, of course, if you, if you notice at pick 134, I took Cameron. Why not? And I thought, for obvious reasons, you take I mean, Cameron, why not? I mean, why not? <laughs> well, this was my favorite one. Uh, Theo Rochetti goes in at 166, last pick. Mike, 
for whatever reason, two straight years in the hockey video game, I drafted Theo, and he becomes a second-line center for my team. And in the most wow. recent hockey game, I traded him for a first-round pick because he uh, he just didn't fit. I, you know, I'm really good at that game. So, um, but yeah, I was like, hey, he's, he's a locker room cancer for me. Um, did you draft why not in the video game? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if all of these guys are there. Cause I know Wallstedt isn't even in the game, but, um, oh. you know, if you're going to put a guy in the game, why not? Um, <laughs> no, another name I wanted to point out one Oh two on Jesse's side. This is another, and this is where Jesse was giving me shit was he took Alexi, uh, Kolosov. I also took him a uh, goaltender and he turned into a 90 overall in the hockey game. And that's where Jesse figured out how I was drafting was <laughs> based off of guys I've drafted in the video game. And uh, what else are you going to do? Honestly, all of this is, I gotta say, point. I, I mean, once you get that deep in the draft, yeah. it's, it's a lot like, you know, going to the racetrack and picking a pony. Like I'm not going to pick like, you know, Smithson the third, I'm going to be picking a hoof hearted. So I think why not is the hoof hearted of this draft and whoever gets him is going to be really excited. I, I mean, did you want to pick a marginally better player who might be your sixth defenseman, you know, on, right. uh, on a mid season, you know, game 48, what do you want? Why not? Like just watching his name kind of crawl up those minor league numbers and he never quite makes it, but why not? I mean, I, I think it's a story. I think it's the equivalent to drafting your son. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, there aren't any drapers in this draft. I'm sorry, Matt. We won't be able to do that again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, to wrap up Jesse's though, Mason McTavish, of course, he's he's one of our hottest episodes on the YouTube channel. So a lot of people are fans of Mason McTavish. I, I do think it could go that way. Make it, At least from the perspective of trying to land a center in the first round. Um, and then Carson Lambos. Um, this kid was a top five uh, pick a year ago uh, before... He had to play a whole nother season. Um, he was projected to be a top five pick. So this this is another one similar to Atu Ratu where uh, maybe not as highly touted, but definitely slipped back. But if anybody's going to take a shot at him, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, the team with a thousand picks in this year's draft should probably take that shot. Um, but Lambos, I, I would say too, he, he performed fine. Um, just not up to that point it's where he's going to be a top five. Yeah. I do like that name quite a bit. Uh, so there you have it. A couple of mock drafts. Um, I mean, I guess to wrap it up to get right, like it probably makes sense to go through uh, a couple more of these picks, but um, Olin Zellweger um, and Jack Barb pretty much just going with uh, some size there. And then uh, Mike really didn't have much available to me with Tristan bros, but uh, yeah, that was a, I like the name. <laughs> Rose like, before toes, you know what they say. Exactly. I mean, it's another center. That was what I was going for there. Nothing, nothing too deep uh, in the thought process. Uh, but when the mock draft worked out for me to actually get Sebastian Costa, I wasn't going to reset it to make sure I could get a solid center. Um, that uh, that would have been a steal. So that that was me. Just that was what was what was available. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good place to kind of wrap her up. Um, everybody, take a quick. Oh, I don't even have it up. God darn it. All right, whatever. The uh, mock draft's gone, but you guys saw it earlier. Uh, let's let's wrap this up. We'll see you guys on draft day. Uh, we'll do something quick to talk about those first round picks. 
uh, no, hey, maybe we'll trade up or something with them. Who knows? Ooh. Ah, but thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, check us out uh, on Twitch now. I played uh, Resident Evil 7 this past week. Um, it's very scary. I didn't like it, but I have nothing else to play. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you want to hear me uh, kind of like as quietly as possible to not wake uh, my my infant while he's sitting in my lap while I play, just kind of go, oh, <laughs> that's, that's the extent of it for, you know, 30 minutes. Are you sure you want like, these reactions uh, recorded Matt, for your son when he grows up? Oh. Oh. He's oh. got a big, 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 brave bear, big, brave bear, big, brave bear. Coming around every corner, getting chased by a guy with a shovel. All right. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, we are at BOD Hockey on Twitter. And uh, check us out uh, for a wrestling show, Brothers in Discussion, every Thursday. Thanks again, everybody. And uh, have a good one.